and welcome to a new edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. Speaking to you is uh, Goshen New Sports Editor Austin Huff with me in the podcast room. Uh, Goshen New Sports, sports reporter. Sports reporter. Sports reporter. Evan Leepak. Yeah, that's you. Way to cut me off on my intro. I wanted to say it this time. Oh. I didn't want you to take take it. I wanted to, you know, maybe maybe from now on I can introduce myself instead. You know what? You, or start, sometimes, you can start off the podcast. Sometimes I will introduce you. Yeah, you introduce me next week. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. You can introduce me. I'm fine. I'm, I have to carry this podcast the rest of the 29 and a half minutes, so you might as well do something for the first 30 seconds, right? That hurts. It's also true, but you are the host. So. <laughs> we're, we're co-hosts. We're co-hosts. But, you know, as the editor, it's kind of my job to direct the podcast, right? You know? Yes. And then I just kind of help out with observations and tidbits. Yeah. and You just say, I agree. Stuff and you like move that. On. Sometimes I say, I Because you want agree. to appease me. You got to make sure that I'm happy <laughs> and that you agree with all my opinions. Um, so We got to get some uh, some guests on here. Soon we should to cut down our airtime a little bit, huh? We should, yeah. People are probably tired of hearing of us. Who was the last guest? We had Stu. Stu Schwartz was our last Stu guest. Stu Schwartz. Three weeks ago, so we got the, a the infamous picture afterwards. <laughs> we couldn't get a good Stu, one. Stu, why do you so. look so sad to be here with us? We couldn't nah. get a good picture, but that's okay. It was a good. Um, it was a good. It was good to have him on. Yeah. yeah. He's a walking encyclopedia of local sports, man. And then the Goshen relays themselves were a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, we will not be talking about the Goshen boys relays. Not, a little, not really much about the Goshen girls relays from this past weekend either. I was out there and that were, they were fine. And, um, you know, a lot of teams shorthanded a little bit because of uh, SATs and injuries. and Or prom. Or prom, right. You do, they, A lot of quote-unquote load management going on over the weekend. You know, they wanted to rest some of their kids too or, you know, work them out a little bit harder because uh, as uh, – you might have noticed on Twitter that the NLC championships are Tuesday night, tonight, uh, before the happen after the recording of this podcast. Um, so you only had a couple days in between your last meet and, you know, the conference races that begin this week. So you don't want to overload them too much, but you also want to make sure they're ready to go, not too loose or too rested for, uh, for Tuesday, Wednesday, the girls' NECCs at Churubusco. Friday, the boys' NECC at Angola. So, yeah. So Warsaw tonight? Warsaw tonight. Boys yeah. and girls' Northern Lakes Conference Championships. We're kind of going out of order here, but we'll, we'll just talk about them while we're on it. Um, just, we're just talking. Northridge, <laughs> Northridge, boys, Northridge boys and Warsaw girls were the respective regular season champions in the NLC. Both went 7-0 in their uh, seasons. So Warsaw girls had a little bit more of a quote-unquote dominant uh, regular season. Northridge had a couple ones that were closer, or it seemed like Warsaw girls were pretty pretty much the favorites. So uh, the thing about the conference races now and the sectionals and here on out is that, you know, regular season, it's kind of more about your depth, more about how many events you can field, how many events you're good in. You have to be good, obviously. You can't just field every event and finish third and win. But it's kind of unfair, don't you think? In a sense, but it is what it is. That's just how it works, where now we get to conference and you know there's only one entry usually per team in each race. So this is going to really test the best of the best of the conference. So, yeah, you might have won the regular season conference championship. That doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to win sectional 
or regional. Um, you know, uh, 10 years ago, um, for uh, Westview, the girl, Skylar Carpenter, you know, she she pretty much herself finished third place at state. You know, she won three events at the state championship meet. And then I think one of her teammates was in the top uh, five or something in an event too. And they Westview probably didn't finish in the top five or six of the NECC that year, but they finished third in the state because they had just amazing top end talent. So the top end talent can take you very far and make it look like you had a much better season than maybe like the overall regular season record would say. So that is true. Carpenter. Is that just a, yes, that's just a the name family, that goes fam- down. It's a family lineage. Yeah. Westview, Westview. Cause what Remington and Spencer Carpenter for Westview, you know, as long as they're healthy, they have a good chance to make it to state obviously. And they're in that, those similar events with Isaiah Sturry from Angola, which is a really tough because Isaiah Sturry is, he's one of the best runners uh, in the country, let alone the state. He won the state cross country by like a minute. <laughs> you know, he's pretty good. Um, that's, that's decent. Yeah. To, to pretty, win a race, yeah. uh, a distance race by a minute. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he's really good at the track too. So Sturry is going to be obviously winning a lot of those, but the Carpenters can easily get the state. Uh, they, they also post great times. I agree. So, Hopefully they're health, healthy because right. whenever I covered them like yeah, a week they, and a half ago, they were not participating. Mm-hmm. So. They didn't. They were. They did not run in the uh, Kelly relays as well on Friday, uh, which Westview won. They won the Kelly relays for the first time ever, uh, Class B. So Class B has been dominated by Northwood and Fairfield the last thirty years of the relays, and Westview finally broke through and uh, got got a win. So congrats to them. It's um, too bad Coach Carter missed it. I know. Carter Ammerman, he was out. He had to get surgery on his foot. Because so. he, uh, it was a skateboarding accident, is what he, is what he told me. Yeah. So. That's funny. Um, I, I mean, he's a young guy. He's only 30, so I guess yeah. people at 30 still skateboard. But <laughs> Matt Matt Jones, their, uh, their cross-country coach, he's also an assistant track coach. He was their head coach officially on Friday. Um, so... And then he, I'm assuming, I don't know if Carter was back on Monday, but they also ran in a meet at Fairfield. Uh, you know, Fairfield had a lot of COVID issues uh, during the season, so they had to make it up um, by running with, like, Prairie Heights, Lakeland, and Westview over at Fairfield on Monday. Lakeland ended up getting three wins out of it. So uh, Westview got two, I think, on the boys' side. So Westview girls didn't run, though, so it was kind of interesting. But, um, yeah. So, uh, track this week, championships begin. Should be interesting. Uh, a lot of local athletes are going to hopefully do well, make it, maybe make it down to state. You know, obviously the Goshen distance runners are good as well. Drew Hogan, Cole Johnston, Tommy Claxton. Uh, we've kind of talked about them at nauseum, especially Drew Hogan during basketball season. So, I mean, we already know who. Don't sleep on Goshen. Don't sleep on Goshen. Uh, all these guys. Hey, like they, still could, they still could win a game. I mean, they yeah. still could win a game in that tournament. Um, Northridge. Northridge. Get some individuals as well. Right. Right. Um, uh, guys. I should have wrote his name down, but he's uh, they're really good shot put and discus uh, throwers for Northridge as well. There's two of them. I apologize for blanking on this uh, right now in the moment. Northridge throwers uh, team. Chad Epley is their throwing coach, who's a football coach now. I remember Chad <laughs> is their coach. I talked to him at a lot of track meets this year. Yeah. Um, so shout out him. Uh, I will not get the name wrong or forget the name in the story uh, that we write about the NLC 
uh, relays, track championships, not relays tonight. So, there. How about that? I'll make it up to them. As long as they win. Right. Well, I mean, they should win the individual awards. These kids uh, should win. But, anyway, let's, uh, I guess let's start with our, let's go back to our first thing on our agenda. We, we, we had too many things on the agenda today. It's a lot of things to get to. Baseball? Championship season is what we're calling it, right? So, yep. three I'm weeks. calling it at least. The Base, next three weeks. Four weeks. Yep. Four we will crown weeks. about 100 different sectional, regional, semi-state, crop, conference champions. It feels like 100. It's not 100. but um, They set this up just to mess with us. This yeah, way. exactly. So, uh, let's get through a couple. Uh, let's go through the baseball scene here. Uh, Northern Lakes Conference race. We have about two weeks left in that. Right now, Northridge uh, leads with an 8-2 and two record, uh, and they picked up a big-time win on Friday over Northwood that you were at, Evan. Uh, you have seen now Northridge and Northwood both a couple times. Um, Raiders score six in the top of the seventh to win that game. What did you see from that game, and what do you think about both teams uh, right now as we get ready for the final stretch here of the season? Well, honestly, I haven't seen them enough because I think they're both very good. Obviously, I think they're both – the best teams in the NLC as far as baseball is concerned. Uh, both head-to-head matchups this season have been close. Well, they were close. The first one was 3-1. to one, And then this one, the second one on Friday, was a pitcher's duel for most of the game before uh, North Northridge kind of broke it open in the top of the seventh. But obviously Gilbert, you know, for Northridge, he's ridiculous. Pretty good. He's, he's <laughs> I mean, Broadbender, Broadbender, the head coach of Northridge, he went as far to say that uh, – Best pitcher in Northern Indiana. Yeah, I mean, he's a Kentucky commit. You know, he must be doing something right. So that's true. I mean, SEC baseball, it's good as it gets. Just means more down there. Yep. And he's he uh, he showed why he is one of the best pitchers in the area against Northwood. They were having some serious issues, just like the first time when he only gave up one run to him. But uh, Northwood actually did break it open, not break it open per se, but they took the lead, two runs in the bottom of the fifth. Okay, so to go up two one. And it was looking like they were gonna, you know, pick up a huge win, stay in the stay in the NLC conference standings. At least they're still in it, but have a better chance of winning if they were to win that game on Friday. But unfortunately, Gage Gage uh, Gongwar 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 Yeah, sure. Gage Gongwar. He had a, he was he was the guy who actually hit the hit the go ahead hit had the go ahead hit that scored the two runs. So he had a big game on. The mound and in the batter's box as well. But he was good. He had six hits. He gave up six hits, one run, five innings. But then Jacob Roush came in, their number two guy after that, to kind of kind of close things out. He did great in the sixth inning. But unfortunately, the seventh inning, he had some uh, issues as far as finding the strike zone, gave up a few walks, and then there was some sloppy defense, which they had great defense, Northwood all game, good mm-hmm. defense. And that's really – Big reason they're in the game because Northridge they stranded like four or five runners in scoring position yeah. in back-to-back innings during the game. So it could have been you know way larger than one to nothing when it was the mm-hmm. lead for Northridge. But yeah, the seventh inning, Jacob Roush, it it was a it, combination of his you know missing the strike zone as well as sloppy defense here and there, the errors, and and then Northridge good hitting here and there as well, good base running. So and and then. They had, they had nothing doing in the bottom of the seventh to try to – I mean, when you're down five runs and then Gilbert came back in the seventh. So, mm-hmm. it was – and they went one, two, three. So, it was basically over at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Northridge, it, Northridge gets a good test uh, tonight, Tuesday night here against Penn, uh, which you'll be at. You know, could read the full report. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say we're going to really – because I've done a little bit of research on Penn, the type of teams they played and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played good competition. They have a good record to show for it as well. So we'll see what happens with that. That will be – That'll be a tough test for Northridge. We'll see what happens tonight. Looking forward to it. Potential sectional final preview over there in Middlebury, Northridge, and Penn. This game was supposed to be played back in March. March 31st uh, was postponed due to the cold weather. So they moved it all the way to May 11th. And guess what? It's still 40 degrees. So, you know, not much has changed. Um, They could have played it on March 31st probably. Um, it's it's uh, it's fifty, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, but it feels like forty four. So it's it's like mid May. This has to stop. You it has know? to get warm eventually. I promise it will get warmer eventually. Uh, and obviously the you know yeah Northridge has beaten Northwood twice. Two good games. Uh, the NLC race is not over though. I mean they Northwood is still in it. Uh, Northridge has shown that they you know are prone to a. Random loss. There are two conference losses are to Wawasee and Plymouth. And, you know, no disrespect to Wawasee and Plymouth, but they're in kind of middling teams, you know, right now in the season. So, you know, I'm not saying, uh, you know, Northridge is going to, like, slip up here, but they have shown this season that they maybe look past the team or play to the level of their competition and they get beat, you know. So you think that has to do with the Northridge's pitching depth? It might be. I mean, you're, probably, you're not pitching your best guys probably against Wawasee or – Plymouth, obviously, Carter Gilbert has pitched twice against Northwood for a reason. You know, you want to win yep. those games. Um, so, you know, but, you know, even last night, though, Monday night, Northridge beat Concord. Andrew Gerber threw a one-hitter against Concord. So, like, they got guys who can pitch. I'm intrigued to see who they're going to throw tonight against Penn. I'm assuming Collins will go, but I, I don't know who will pitch for them. You know, this is an important game, obviously. It's a litmus test in, on paper for Northridge to see where they're at. But – you know, if they want to win, it's not paramount essentially to winning the conference, obviously, because Penn's not a conference team. If they if their goal is winning the conference, they might save Carter Gilbert for a game later in the week. You know, they play Wawasee on Wednesday. That would be five days since Carter Gilbert pitched. Maybe Gilbert pitches against Wawasee. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. Um, unfortunately, you know, teams like Goshen and Wawasee have kind of played themselves out of the conference race as of now. Uh, Northwood beat Wallace C eight nothing Monday. Goshen lost four one to Mishawaka. That's a tough tough game for them to lose. Uh, so really, the NLC race comes down to Northridge, who's eight and two. Northwood, who's six and three in conference at this point. So mm-hmm. Northwood has a doubleheader with Mishawaka later this week, where they finish their game from like April twenty eighth or something, because it was suspended in the middle of the game due to weather. So Mishawaka is leading that game one nothing. So they have to finish that, and then they're going to play a second game, uh, which is the, the designated home game for Mishawaka at uh, Baker Field, Baker Park. Over so if they, you know, take advantage of right. that, because Mishawaka obviously right. isn't a very great team. They obviously and, beat Goshen yesterday, right. but that's a bit right. of a fluke. So they yeah, take Caveman. advantage. Northridge loses a game or two. Who knows? You know, right? Cavemen one and six in the NLC. Maybe they're playing a little better now uh who knows they're traditionally a good good program so maybe it's just taking some time for them to kind of re get the young talent experience and whatnot so that's what everybody's preaching these days speaking of that i'm going to transition it here uh young team maybe playing a little bit better now westview 
quick NECC talk here. I know on paper the teams aren't looking great. Fairfield three and nine, Lakeland four and twelve, uh, West Noble zero and fifteen. Uh, it's tough. The Fighting Sheila Selmans are struggling a little bit this year. Um, but Westview on paper they're four and ten. Does not look great. However, when you look a little deeper into the uh, box scores, you know, so to say, this uh, they've won four of their last six games. You know, this, this was a team that was zero and eight going into the NECC tournament. And they beat Churubusco, which was a good win for them. They lost to Eastside. It's no shame in losing to Eastside. But they've right. come back after that. They beat Prairie Heights, who's in their sectional. They beat um, West Noble, who's, again, struggling a little bit. Uh, they lost to Goshen. You know, nothing wrong with that. Goshen's a solid team this year. They're not, you know, going to probably win the NLC, but they're still a good NLC team. And then they beat um, Bethany Christian Monday night. So, Bethany Christian's playing Pretty well. Pretty good, yeah. Right. So... Uh, when I was talking to their coach after the game against Churubusco, he said, you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches and they've said, like, you know, we don't want to be playing you guys when you start figuring it out. And it seems like on paper, Westview has started to figure it out maybe a little bit. You know, they play in a sectional where Fairfield's there and, you know, Alec Hirschberger is a stud pitcher for them. Westview will play Fairfield in the semifinal game. Uh, so they're going to have to probably face Hirschberger, you know, that might be tough, but Alec Hirschberger has thrown two no hitters this year and lost both those games. So like, Problem even when even when he, production right, isn't there, yeah. even when he pitches well, you know Fairfield could still lose. So, um, you know that sectional too, Prairie Heights, they're kind of struggling right now. Um, you know that sectional feels pretty open. So and Westview would be at home too. Their Westview's host, at home. They're hosting, hosting it, it so. right? So. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and make a prediction. We'll do that in a couple of weeks. Let's let everyone get done with the regular season first, and then we'll make predictions. But I got too much on my mind yeah, to, to be making I predictions know. right now. Uh, so I'm just saying, Westview, maybe they're playing, they're peaking at the right time, right? They're playing well, they're trending in the right direction. I think they have a chance to maybe win their sectional this year. That's that's not out of the realm of possibility. So that's baseball for you. That's baseball for you. Uh, speaking of baseball, Bethany after, Christian. After we, this, they're going to lose the rest of their games now. Right, they're going to lose to like <laughs> Hamilton. Doesn't have a team this year, right? Um, Bethany Christian. Let's talk about them for quickly too. They uh, even though they lost last night, they're nine and four on the season, four and zero oh in the Hoosier Plains Conference. Uh, and thanks to the work of former Goshen News Sports podcast guest Tony Miller. Um, That's who we, we need to get back on this podcast. We could get him back on the podcast have eventually. Tony on. He's, he loves to talk. I know. So he, we could, we could <laughs> have him on forever. He get, part, of, part of what he gets paid to do is talk. So, um, Yeah, he, uh, he went very mad scientist-y and uh, made a whole spreadsheet of every Bethany Christian baseball season ever because the Bethany website's a little... Uh, not as robust uh, at times, but going back past like 1995 and stuff like that. So anyway, shout out Tony Miller. The last time Bethany Christian had a winning season in baseball was 1992. They were 16-8 that year, lost in the sectional. They've won one sectional championship, 1987. So um, they've been close twice, 14-15 and 15 in 1998, 12-13 in 2009. So they were like 500 or better Going into the postseason, had to be at least 500 going into the postseason, and then, like, lost in the postseason. So, they've had, like, 500 regular seasons, but they haven't been able to finish the whole season above 500 in 29 seasons. There's only so many games left, so they're 
unless they really start struggling down the stretch, mm-hmm. they're almost guaranteed of finishing with a 500 record. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple tough games, you know. So they got Northwood, they got Fairfield, Fremont. You know, there's a couple games in there that could be trouble. Uh, but they also have, you know, Prairie Heights in a doubleheader. They could at least win one of those. Oregon Davis is struggling. White Pigeon up in uh, Michigan. That's a great school name. <laughs> White Pigeon. Where do you go? White Pigeon. Yeah. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, like you said, it would be, it would be uh, like they were almost trying to not go above 500 if they don't go 500 this year, which is a credit to Jim Kraft and his and his staff. Man, that's and his craft. And his craft. Jim Kraft and his craft. His craft of building a good baseball team, yes. I agree. They have um, some good pieces. They do. Argus they do. obviously isn't that great, but when I went and saw them a few weeks ago, they, they I was impressed. Yeah, and so. they, they've won a couple of games this year that they don't usually win, right? They beat Concord early. They beat Lakeland last week. And I know we've talked about Lakeland struggling, but usually that's a game that Bethany loses, even if Lakeland's struggling. Right. So... To beat Lakeland 15-12, right, that's a good sign for Bethany. That, okay, this isn't just a normal – this is not your normal Bethany Christian team, So, right. which is good. It's a good thing. You want them to be good because it's fun. When we have more good teams, it's fun. So See what happens against Fremont because they're in yeah. the sectional. So. Friday the 21st, that game against Fremont, uh, it's at home. That's going to be a test. That's going to be their big one. Uh, that will be the true litmus test, I guess, of like, okay, can they win the sectional – how much of they are, you know, how much of they are a threat in this sectional? Because the brackets are falling for them, in theory. I mean, we talked about this with Bethany Christian girls too, where we thought they should be in the sectional final, then they fell. But um, Bethany Christian baseball should should play Fremont in the sectional championship. So that game against Fremont, nine days before the sectional championship game, will be a good uh, test to see where they're at. So, right. Yep. All right. Let's transition to softball. Want to talk some softball? Yes. Uh, you don't have a choice. Sorry, so. my phone was vibrating. That's why I was shaking that's, my head. That's okay. I understand. I, I had to I, take it off the table. This is a visual, uh, visual experience for the listeners, so they know they could see you if your phone uh, ringing. I'm sure. That doesn't make sense. I know. Anyway, um, NECC softball. <laughs> the vibration though could have. Let's talk NLC softball. Could have been noticeable. It probably was. And it was. Sheila's gonna. So be that's angry. why I took it off. Sheila's angry because it was um, noticeable. NLC softball, the the peculiar NLC softball race, which features powerhouse Northridge at 17-1-1, 9-0 in the NLC, and then you have Mishawaka, who is 6-8, 5-0 in the NLC, though. Uh, the Cavemen took two weeks off. I mean, they didn't take two weeks off. They were forced to be out for two weeks because of COVID, COVID issues. Yeah. Uh, they were 2-0 and in the NLC when they went on break, and they have come back. They beat Wawasee last Friday, and they swept the doubleheader over Goshen on Monday. Uh, the Cavemen play Northridge Tuesday. Northridge then plays one loss Warsaw Friday, and then Mishawaka goes to Northridge next Monday, the 17th. So the NLC softball race, for all intents and purposes, will be decided here in the next six days. So what you're saying is Northridge is going to end that Mishawaka magical run? Uh, you would think. In theory, they should. But I, I don't know what Mishawaka... I can't tell if they're good or not, or if they've I, just played... Have you seen... You've seen Mishawaka in person, have Not you? softball. No? No. Okay. 
We well, might have to go cover that on Monday potentially if they uh, if they somehow win today. Well, yeah, and it's especially in Warsaw Northridge on Friday too. You know, Northridge beat Warsaw seven to six earlier this year in Warsaw, so that should be a good game on Friday. We're gonna have uh, Steve Craw and Jeff Douglas out there at that one. Uh, what a treat for Steve. A little bit of a late addition to the schedule on Sunday night. I was like, you know, we should probably cover that. Um, and we, we're already preoccupied with other games. So, um, yeah, should be a good one over there. And, uh, man, the Raiders just look really good. You saw them on Wednesday against Goshen. Like, it's like clockwork. Right. It's insane. Like, even if, like, they don't hit the ball hard, like, like if the home if the if the power isn't there, they're still going to get on base, right? If the pitching isn't there, they can overcome that with their hitting, and vice versa. If they can't hit the ball, you know they've won games one nothing, they've won games eighteen to two. You know, like they they are like they could just do everything well. It's impressive to watch. That's what Ray said. I said, you know, it seems like the biggest thing your team has is balance as far as everything from defense to pitching to offense, and he he wholeheartedly agreed. You know, they have the power, like you said, they can. Do the base running, small ball, bunting. They were very good against Goshen bunting. They had a few sacrifice bunts, and then they stole like eight bases against yeah. Goshen. So, they, like, like you said, they do it all. And that's a huge reason why they've won, what, are we at 14 games in a row now that Pretty they've much, won? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think so. 13 or 14 in a row. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be, uh, I, you know, I, obviously games have to be played and upsets happen. But, man, if we get Northridge Penn and that's at regional – Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun, fun rematch right there. Because that first game you were at, man, it was close. Northridge led most of the game. Obviously gave it away at the end. That's their only loss on the season. I know Penn's great. Northridge is playing really well right now. I mean, that is a colossal big-time matchup in the regional if we get it. So I'm I'm hoping that it happens. So. Seems like you're very excited about it. Yeah, I would be. I mean, it's a great matchup. You Look, good sports are good sports, man. It's that'd be fun. Like that'd be a fun game on paper, at least. So, can you give me a, a Chris Berman Raiders for me? <laughs> Why into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to blow out yeah, Sheila's headphones. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. So maybe oh no, do, do, we'll do it later. Maybe we'll do it uh, if they win the regional. We'll I'll do it if they beat. Penn it's in so the funny when he says it. Whenever, whenever he's doing the highlights, when he says the Raiders, the way yeah. he says it. Yeah, it's so Nor- good. If Northridge. Northridge softball or baseball win a regional championship. I'll do. I'll open that episode with the Raiders. Okay, we'll do it. All right, in the Chris Bourbon voice. Um, all right, let's go over to the NECC for softball. Fairfield picked up a big time win Friday over Central Noble, four to two. They now control their own destiny in the conference. Um, they are ahead of Central Noble, who's five and one. West Noble's four and one in the conference as well. West Noble at Central Noble tonight. Fairfield at Prairie Heights on Thursday. Now, Prairie Heights down to two losses in the conference after Central Noble beat them. But Fairfield, man, 17-3. and three, uh, Had a great weekend at the Mishawaka tournament where they went 2-1. Uh, and one. They almost beat Dwanger, Bishop Dwanger, which would have been a really good win for them. Uh, Dwanger is always a tough team, but they picked up wins against Western and uh, North Miami. So... They're playing well. I mean, we've seen them a couple times, obviously, each. And, man, they look good. They're This is a team that could easily win a regional and, uh, and get out and play it at semi-state for sure. So, Do you like them more than, say, Westview? As of now, yeah. And I know Westview beat Fairfield in the, in the conference tournament. So, obviously, like people will be like, hey, 
head to head, and I'm like, yes, yes. But the issue with the Westview, just in my mind, is the uh, inconsistency. They're not as balanced as Fairfield mm-hmm. is, because obviously they have a great pitcher, mm-hmm. like one of the best yeah, in the area. Alexis Antel will she'll pitch every game from you know May 24th on, but right. you know, in theory, if you see her. More than once, you can get used to her. Like, Fairfield's going to play Westview again here, I believe, in the regular season. And then they could potentially play in the sectional final. You yep. saw it You saw it last week. Prairie Heights played Westview in the NECC tournament final on Monday. Westview won 8-2. Three days later, they played again. Prairie Heights won 5-2. Maybe just seeing Antel a second time, knowing the rise ball is coming, trying to game plan around that. You know, it helps you. And obviously, I'm not saying that's going to be the case for Fairfield. Anything can happen because Westview's very good still, too. And I'm not trying to dis- not trying to disparage Westview softball. They're, they're playing really well. Um, but Fairfield feels like a team where, like, if they've seen her once, they should be able to make the, the proper adjustments and, and take advantage of her pitching style, in theory. Hold you to that. We'll yeah. see. Well, you hold the, me to everything. The people so. of Topeka will hold you to it. I know they will. I'll... All of them that listen to this podcast, so um, especially yeah. all of the Amish community mm-hmm. and their technology that they don't have mm-hmm. usually. Yep, they're <laughs> listening to us. Um, <laughs> yep, and so also Bethany Christian softball too. They're doing all right. They're five and four. That sectional is Ooh, there's to lose. It's it's not great overall. Um, let's just say that they could win it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, it's a Hamilton isn't really a team this year. Lakewood Park Christian is not great. Canterbury, ha- ECA, yeah. So I don't Ham- know. Hamilton's a military academy, right? No, it's not. No, they're just called the Marines. Yes, got it. Yes, because there's a lake there. I just want to know why the why the uh, athletic programs are so bad. Not only because there's like a hundred students in the school. So why do they even bother? That's the question. People have been asking that for years, man. I don't know. There's always rumors that the school is going to close down, but it never does. So, I don't know. I really don't know. They they barely play varsity sports and anything. You know, they technically field varsity basketball. And, you know, they don't – I don't even know if they have soccer really in the fall. It's it's really interesting. I I don't even know if anyone really covers them either, you know. So, Right. They're just like an exist. They exist. They're there. I've never covered a, an event with Hamilton in it, I think. so. In the last three years you've been here? Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, crazy. Yeah, I know. So, uh, But Bethany, softball. Yeah, they're playing well. They beat up on South Bank Career Academy last week a couple times, like 19 nothing, 19-4. So, we'll see where they're at. So, um and uh, like I said, too, at the beginning, we're going to bring it all back around. Championship season. Bring it around. Town. Championship season. This week, we get to crown champions in both girls and boys track for the NLC and the NECC. NLC girls tennis tournament this week. NECC girls ten- tennis tournament this week as well. Uh, this is where... We start putting uh, crowns on people's heads, yeah, as champions. So, uh, Northridge Girls Tennis is the regular season NLC champions after beating Mishawaka Monday night. Uh, they went 7-0, 12-0 overall in the season, ranked number 17 in the state. 
they they are the favorite on paper, Northridge girls tennis to win the conference tournament. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good. I saw them beat Penn last week. They are pretty good. Christner. There's Christner. I saw <laughs> Austin Christner. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The former Westview coach in yes. his first year as Northridge women's girls coach, girls tennis coach. He's done a really fabulous job. I remember talking to him before the season when we were doing our previews, and he he only had like two three weeks like with the girls before the before I had talked to him, so he had really not a lot of experience with them. So what they've done this season, considering that and considering the off year, it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they're pretty good. Plymouth has a couple good players. Um, Goshen's number one doubles team, uh, Joya Drenth and Catherine Detweiler, playing well right now too. So it should be an interesting NLC tournament. Um, I really don't know. I mean, the thing about the conference tournaments is, you know, it's five individual tournaments, basically. So, you know, if you have a couple upsets, all of a sudden it comes into play. You know, the couple years ago, Concord girls tennis was, you know, pretty darn good, you know, juggernaut. Won, you know, won the conference in the regular season, one sectional, one regional, right? But technically, they were the co-conference champions because Plymouth won the tournament. You know, Plymouth won a couple key matches here and there, and then you all of a sudden you're the conference tournament champions, and you are co-champions overall in the NLC. The NLC, unlike the NECC, values its conference tournament, and you actually earn co-conference honors if you win the conference tournament. So that's good. Yeah. Unlike the NECC softball, baseball, basketball, where it's just like, yep, you won it. For fun. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You won the conference tournament. You can brag about it, but it doesn't count technically towards the NECC championship. So. Doesn't make sense to me, but. It doesn't make sense to me either. So. I digress. Yeah. Speaking of NECC tournaments, girls tennis begins this weekend as well. Uh, we really can't get too much into it because Fairfield and Angola play Tuesday night later tonight after our taping of this podcast. Those are the two unbeaten teams in conference, so a regular season champion will be crowned there tonight. Fairfield 10-0 overall, 7-0 in the NECC. Uh, Angola, a similar record as well, the undefeated, obviously, um, in conference. They both played in the Angola invite over the weekend, and they both finished tied for fourth. So these two teams are pretty much... Neck and neck, face-to-face, even. Yeah, so it should be good, and it's at Fairfield, so that's a a long bus ride for Angola, so I don't know if that's going to play a factor. They're going to be sore. They're going to have to stretch out, make sure they're stretched. They should have made it like a 4 o'clock start, you know, to really give Angola no time to prepare, So, but it's starting like at 5.30. Would have been some good gamesmanship right there. I know. Uh, So Fairfield could win it, you know, the conference tournament for sure. Uh, Westview has a couple good players too, you know, so – that's going to be an interesting tournament, too. Pretty wide open. You'll be there for the finals on Saturday over at West Noble. I'm going down there Thursday for the opening round, and I'll be covering the whole NLC or the NLC girls on Wednesday and Friday. So I will be there for the first round and the last rounds. So May 15th through May 26th is all tennis and golf for me. I know. So. I know. Get hyped. So, I mean, I'm covering a lot of golf and tennis. I actually, like, I actually enjoyed covering um golf this weekend wasn't bad it's pretty relaxing it's pretty chill got to walk around got my steps in right you're like acting like you're healthy it's great you know so enjoy the the lovely uh greenery around (laughs) around the golf (laughs) course okay (laughs) the the Uh, nature i guess you'd say yes yes um yeah so this is you know 
like I've said it a hundred times, I'm gonna say it a hundred times more. Championship season, we're here. Um, you know, <laughs> all these conference tournaments this week, NLC and NECC golf tournaments are next Saturday, the 22nd, uh, starting on the 17th or the sorry, the 19th, the Wednesday, the 19th. Girls tennis sectional begins, um, and then you have softball sectional beginning on the 24th. You have Baseball sectional starting on May 27th, or 26th, excuse me, the Wednesday. You have girls track sectional on the 18th, boys track sectional on the 20th, girls track regional on the 25th, boys track regional on the 27th. So, like, here we go. Like, this is it. Like, everything's coming to an end right here. It's three weeks of madness, chaos, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It doesn't stop, really, except on Sundays. And even then, you know, it's like, okay, now I can breathe a little bit. And then it picks right back up on the Monday, you know. So, uh, it's fun. It's busy. Uh, and as I have said on Twitter the other day, uh, this is kind of where we as a sports department kind of show our worth, I guess. Where This is where we can cover a lot of things. We're going to have, you know, like you've mentioned, you're going to be covering tennis and golf for two straight weeks, basically. And I'll be covering all this tennis and track uh, for the next two weeks as well, we'll have Steve Craw, our freelancer and you know freelance photographers too, covering softball and baseball uh, for the next couple weeks. Then we get into the sectionals for softball and baseball, and we're covering that all day. And uh, you know, my goal is to get to everything as we get to everything that we can. You know, obviously there are some things that are very far away, like the NECC tracks are at Churubusco and Angola this year, like. No offense, any CC track fans, we can't really make it out to those. Uh, those are pretty long drafts. Bad enough, we got to go to Warsaw, you know, two straight Tuesdays for girls sectionals at Warsaw too. So, um, yeah, this is busy, man. It's a busy season, but you know, I'm committed to uh, covering everything we can and giving the teams attention that that deserve it. So, committed to the community, and you can follow all the action on Twitter at. TGN underscore sports. That's right. Sports specific Twitter handle. Yes. Follow follow the Twitter account. The new Goshen Sports Twitter account. It has been alive for four days. Active for four days. Alive for six years. So someone created it six years ago and didn't use it ever. And now we have uh, sparked it. We have reinvigorated it. We have given it new life. We got the paddles out. Did some CPR. Shocked him. Shocked it back to life. It's been off and running since yes. then. Yes. Yes. Thank you to everyone who's already followed that Twitter account already. So for the people who haven't, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you know, you gotta follow you gotta follow that account. Uh, all right, well that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week to talk about all the uh, tennis track happenings going on in the area, baseball as well, softball, everything that we just talked about this golf. week. Golf. Golf, everything going on. We'll be pretty much be talking about next week as well. So uh, keep, keep listening and we'll be back to talk about more next week. 